Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from a basement in Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andy. What's going on, brah? Oh, not too much. A little late start today. Had some physical therapy, and uh, here we are. Got a nice pack on my knee. Got a lime Perrier on, on my left here, ready to rock and roll. How's the knee doing? We are coming up on 11 months. Yeah, pretty close to that. Yeah, we're at, we're at 11 months here. It was, I, I believe it was January 10th, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, 11 months almost exactly. Um, it's not great, you know. Um, sadly, I think the, probably the hardest part about the whole thing is just realizing I'm now bum knee guy. like. Just like, oh, I got a bad knee. Like once you do this, you just have, it's just bad. Like it's just never going to be the same. And that sucks and that's frustrating and it's really difficult mentally. Um, but at the same time, you know, put everything in perspective. It's, it's obviously a lot better than it was. I'm surfing. I'm playing golf. Um, I, I, I'm not doing a ton of running still. I've, I've been doing a lot more biking lately. Um, which is nice. That was a long time where I, that, that was out of the question. Um, but you know, my, I think even now my, my transgender WNBA playing career is probably shot. Um, just like, yeah, it sucks. It's, uh, what about special Olympics, special Olympics? I don't, I don't think I qualify even though I identify as uh, special. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 that rabbit hole, Joe, you can go down is never ending. It's true. I almost yeah. did a tweet the other day. I'll just say it on air instead because I didn't want to deal with it. Canceled. I said, canceling you. I said, uh, no, it, it, was, it was kind of a subtweet at that stuff, but it was at a lot of things. I, I, I started and I said, I'm just not dealing with this. Yeah. I, I was going to tweet, you either believe in science or you don't. Because then I thought, well, it's going to, that can hit on the COVID stuff. I can, like, don't you find it interesting that people want to cherry pick science? Dude, totally. That's so odd to me. Yeah. You can't cherry pick science. Like science is a fact. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a very, you know, broad statement, but for the most part, you can, you can say scientific facts are facts. I mean, science yeah, science is a fact. Is a sounds like a weird PBS children's show. Science is a fact, but I know what you mean. Like, All I'm saying is like arguing with facts is always like you either biologically understand something, or you like you either disagree with that or you don't. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like you can do whatever you want. I, I'm not against any of those things, but we either 
agree or we, for the most part, again, it is a broad statement, but we either agree or we don't agree with science. Right. And I, that's one that I really struggle with to understand what other people are going through their head. So in my opinion, you should still pursue your dream of the WNBA. Thanks. I might. I mean, things are, it, you know, the knee is getting better. Now it's a lot of, uh, now the, the, the move, there's still some, there's still some like rehab uh, yeah. happening, but now we've moved to strengthening. Obviously, like just, it's amazing how quickly you lose muscle when you don't, you know, when you're not using it at the level you did. And, uh, you know, running, jumping, biking, all that stuff. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape for a 41 year old guy. And this has, this definitely, I would say, put me a lot closer to the average 41 year old man. But now, we're, we'll be back. We'll be, we'll be back strong, Andy. Yeah. I feel you, man. I mean, I've dislocated my shoulder three times and I can already tell like the atrophy and me not using it because swimming is very important. And I just haven't been doing that the last year. Yeah. And to strengthen the damage that I've done to the shoulder. But I do know if you did join the WNBA, Joe, you would not be seeing that Paul George money, fam. I'm not sure Paul George should be seeing that Paul George money, fam. <laughs> Five years, $226 million. I saw that. And, you know, my, uh, my opinion on the deal is, I think, similar to what a lot of people believe. But I, I don't know. I, here's what I'll say. I like Paul George. I think Paul George is a great basketball player. I think Paul George at this point um, – by the casual fan is maybe even a bit underrated um, because he's still a great two-way player. Uh, I would still want him on my team, um, but not at that value. Like the Ford Explorer is a great car. I love the Ford Explorer. Uh, Yeah, I do. I really enjoy the Ford Explorer. I, I think the worst thing about the Ford Explorer is that LA is now using it as cop cars, which has, you know, ruined. Now when I see it, I just get angry. But, like, it's a great car. I'd love to have a Ford Explorer in my garage. Like, it could do, you know, it could do the regular everyday work. And if you polish it up, it could, it, it looks like a Range Rover at times. That being said, if you told me you were going to sell me your Range, your, your Ford Explorer for $250,000, I'd smack you in the face and kick you out of my house. Like, it's a great car, but you can't charge me five times the market value for it. And that's basically what the Paul George deal is. Like, He's a great player. I want him on my team, but just not at even close to that money. Here's what we've done, in my opinion, with the NBA. These max deals, they've turned into the ridiculous NFL quarterback contracts. That's fine, but if you're going to say the lead guy on your team is your quarterback is going to get your quarterback contract, how many quarterbacks do you pay? Like it would be reckless for them to give Patrick Mahomes back up, you know, $75 million. Now I understand Paul George isn't Kawhi's backup, but I think the smart way to build a team is having a guy that's so good that you can't, there's just nothing you can do. You have to give him the max and then you build around him. Now, if you do that with Kawhi, which by the way, Kawhi can be a free agent again in 2021. So, like 
unless this, I, I don't like this move for a couple of reasons. One, if you're saying we're prepared for Kawhi to leave and this to be Paul George's team and to build around him, I don't think that that's smart. And if you're saying we're going to, we're prepared to give Kawhi Leonard a max and just max out Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and put, you know, mixed bag of pieces around them. I got news for you. You're in your own city. You don't have the two best players on max contracts and then get people to play around them. And you don't have a good coach and you don't have like, I just think this is a reckless deal. And I, and again, I like Paul George and I think the casual fan underrates him. Well, again, two things can exist. I know I always say that, but it's true. You can be a very, very, very good NBA player like Paul George's. And you can also not deserve that much money. If you break it down the next four years, starting in 2021 and 2022, I mean, listen to these numbers as they increase. 39.3 39.3 million, 42.4 million, 45.6 million. By 2024, he's making $48.7 million. And I know that these numbers just keep getting bigger and they keep, so like the idea of a guy being like a $25 million player right now isn't what it used to mean. But at the same time, like I think Paul George is a $25 million player, not a $40 million player. I'm a little confused, though. The NBA clearly lost a lot of money. All the sports leagues have because of the pandemic, right? They're going to lose more money again this season. I saw an article that was saying Mark Cuban has already lost personally. Again, I'm not feeling bad for these people. They're billionaires. I'm just stating the facts here, people. Mark Cuban has lost $100 million already himself. So it does that's, make the question, yeah. where, where are I all mean, these contracts coming from? But to be fair, that's, that's what he's lost because of COVID and the pandemic and whatever. That's not fact, you know, like what's his net, you know, profit since he started owning the Mavs. No, no, no. But he, that's what I'm saying. He's lost that Mavs related. Right. I understand that. But he hasn't lost that overall. He's lost sure. that in the last year. So like you're cutting into your profits. Sometimes you have a down year. Obviously, a lot of people have had a down year because of the pandemic. The reason that you're not going to see guys who aren't poor like or cash poor or in over their heads um, sell their teams like Mark Cuban is because somebody's going to buy low and, and make money on it. And so Mark Cuban knows it's in his best interest to keep the Mavs yeah, and and eventually get back to making probably hundreds of million dollars a year on it. And if he had to take a hundred million dollar loss at the same time as everybody else, I mean, Mark Cuban's doing well enough that he just gave JJ Barea two point six million dollars in an envelope. Well, I saw that. I actually wanted to mention that he gave him two point six million dollars as a thank you. It's a nice thank you, by the way. Yeah, dog. Hey, Mark Cuban. I was on Access Television, and they gave me like. 600 bucks. How about throwing me a bone for all the hard work I've done for you with not that much in, re- in return? I mean, that's I don't a need 2.6 million. How about like 2,600 bucks? Yeah. Mark Cuban, throw your boy a bone at Fix Your Life on Twitter. I know Cubans come under a lot of fire from people because he won't address the China thing, which I do think is bullshit for the record. But I will say this about Cuban. Like that's a real move. He's a real one there. And I've always liked him overall. Again, you don't have to agree with everything everybody says. 
I'm going to keep hammering this home, Brano. You don't got to agree with everything everybody says. You can pick and choose. It's not absolutes. So I like Cuban overall. I don't agree with everything he says. I think I don't that's agree pr- with everything you say. So yeah, it's like obviously. But that's my yeah. But we live in yeah, this. You don't you don't need a qualifier. I don't I don't agree with everything everybody says. It'd be crazy too. Dude, go on social media, man. You see? Oh, it. I know. But you, you yeah. either have to agree with everything somebody says or none of it. It's like no, that's not how the real world fucking works at all. I like like I. I see this stuff and it's it makes me not want to go on social media because it it doesn't make sense. So again, I'm just throwing that out there because people want to attack Cuban about the China thing, which again, I think he hasn't, he's refused to talk about it. So I don't like that, but he is a real one for this. And that's my point. He gave $2.6 million as a thank you. Obviously, JJ Berea was on that championship winning Mavs team. And I think more owners should do this. Now they're greedy and most of them aren't like Cuban. They're not. They don't take care of their players. They don't take care of their fans like Cuban, but I think it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Now, Paul George getting $226 million, I think, is not awesome. Yeah. And I think you made a great point. I want to circle back to that about the city of L.A. I, I, th- I think the Clippers are in big-time problems because, like you said, you have the two best players are obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron, and then you have these big contracts for Kawhi, for Paul George, and now you have Ty Lue is supposed to somehow right well, the we, ship. Well, we, we talked about it last year is that the, you know, the Lakers arguably have the two best players in this, in this you know, potential Western Conference Finals matchup of Clippers. But the argument was always the Clippers are deeper, which it was true. And also you had, um, you know, on the, on the flip side, you had the who's going to guard Anthony Davis problem. And I just think that the Clippers were approaching it. I know it didn't work out last year, but I think they were approaching it in the right way, which is let them have the two big guns and let's be hella deep. And, you know, let's see what they can do when LeBron's off the floor or Anthony Davis is off the floor against guys like Montrez, against guys like, you know, the Pat Beverly's. Like Lou Williams. And now the Clippers are all in on Kawhi and Paul George. Montrez is on the Lakers. The Lakers are getting deeper. The Lakers are signing guys. You know, I would ask, I would ask the, the Clippers front office this. How can you go all in on two guys that have just been revealed to be the center of the problem from a, from a locker room standpoint, right? It's almost like they're saying – these guys are talented enough where we'd rather get rid of the guys complaining about them than get rid of these guys. But that's not how championship teams work. Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. Right. This, this whole thing is a disaster for the Clippers. Listen, we're a year removed from Kawhi Leonard is the goat, the greatest player in basketball conversation. Like everybody, I I'm glad that everybody who said that has, you know, realized that that is not the case. And You've like the Clippers now saying Paul George and Kawhi and we'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't think you guys are going to figure out the Western Conference Finals again. Like, let's take a quick look at history briefly on some of these runs, right? Let's talk about those Lakers teams with Kobe and Shaq. You still had Derek Fisher. You had Robert Ory. You had Rick Fox. You know what I'm saying? You had the guys. Also, neither of those guys are Shaq. True. But my point is, 
you had the cast around it, right? On the Bulls teams, you had the guys who knew their role. The Steve Kerrs, the Ron Harpers. You had those guys. The horse. Most important, but again, most importantly, like you look at you look at what the Clippers are doing. They're building around two what they two max wings. You're, you know, in the playoffs, you're gonna play LeBron. In the playoffs, if you get to a, a finals, you're gonna play a Giannis, you're gonna play a Heat, you're gonna play uh Tatum and the Celtics. Like there's wings to go around. The difference between those guys and that Lakers team, and I know all the Kobe slurpers will do Kobe slurping, but like Shaq greater than everybody at the center position at the time. He was going to dominate you. Yeah. He was going to dominate you. And even Kawhi on Toronto, those guys all fit their roles so well. Siakam was coming into his own. So was Fred Van Fleet. You know, uh, Serge Ibaka played his – guys played their role – Obviously, Kawhi was the MVP and the finals MVP. But those guys all played their role. I just – look, I could be wrong. I just don't see this working. It didn't I work. I just think well. you're going to have to get I'm – I'm fine with building around Kawhi and Paul George, but if you're maxing them both out, you better, you better do a good job filling out the pieces. You better get, like, exceptional at filling out around those guys. Yeah. And listen, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Jerry West is undefeated, so it's not not possible, but... He's old. He's old, and he's not the GM. No. I mean, he's obviously... I don't even want to put this on West. Like, how many of these decisions... I think, he, I think at this point, he just helps in bringing people in. He's a figurehead. He's more of that position. Can we talk about James Harden for a minute? Let's do it. Where are we at? Need six negative COVID tests because I saw. I mean, yeah, I don't like. I saw somebody. I forget who tweeted it, but it. And I, I don't even remember the wording honestly. But the wording of the tweet was basically like player empowerment was one thing, but this is next level in terms of he's basically, you know, playing games with. He is the Rockets by not showing up and then specifically by being somewhere he shouldn't be. And then, you know, basically himself unavailable because medical things like, and no one can, um, you know, take away from how great a basketball player James Harden is, how talented he is. He's not, he's not worth this in my opinion. Well, he's not worth this for this Rockets team because what what is this Rockets team doing? But the the other thing is like, what is James Harden doing to who else would want him? Maybe, you know, maybe Pat Riley sitting there going like, I don't give a fuck if James Harden is living inside of a stripper. If I can get him down here for a couple draft picks, I'll, and you know, whoever I'll take him. Okay, but, Joe, I got to ask you this: You're a self-proclaimed number one Mike D'Antoni fan. Yeah. He's your guy. Yeah. We don't know, right? And I want your, your, your opinion on this. What, what is James Harden without him now? We don't know. No, we don't. But what we do know is James Harden has the skills to be incredible if coached right. Now and put in a right system and a, had a system built around him. It's a big and if. Whatever. 
Right. It is a big if, which is why it is going to be limited who wants him. I don't think it'll be limited who wants him, but I think it will be limited who could get him and be successful. And he's now added the Heat, the Bucks, and I guess the Nets to his will play for list. And we've talked at length about the Nets and, you know, does it work with Kyrie and does it work? I mean, I think it works with Kevin Durant. Does it work with KD and Kevin Durant, KD and, and Kyrie? I don't know. Um, the Heat, I think it works. They have a good coach. They can figure out something around. Does it work in Milwaukee? I don't, I mean, I, I think certainly going to the East, James Harden makes teams that were in the conference semifinals hard to beat. Um, by the way, but, huge downgrade in the strip club department in Milwaukee. Yeah. My, that's why he says, that's why Miami's suddenly on the list. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn, even a massive downgrade. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where he ends up. The thing is, what, what does Houston get for him? He's just being a dick at this point, in my opinion. He's being a dick. Yeah, absolutely. But he doesn't want to play for Houston. And honestly, you know, he was there with D'Antoni and Russell Westbrook. And now. Okay, that's fine. But why can't he? There was no D'Antoni. Why so, can't? I understand him not wanting to be there anymore. I get that. We all get upset of our employers or where we work. I get that. I'm not, I'm not against that. But why can't he just go to the Houston Rockets and say, look, guys, I don't want to play for you. Can we be civil? We're all adults. Because he's still a millennial and he's passive aggressive and none of them. He's in his 30s. Come on, man. I'm telling you, though. I'm, he's, still, look, he's, at, he's, on a, he's at a strip club on Snapchat. Like He's fully embraced millennial life is that millennial life strip clubs and uh i mean and doing everything and d doing everything on social media is snapchat still a thing i like yes it is yeah, yeah not for T you know tiktok hasn't overtaken it no i mean honestly i'm on tiktok not a lot but like the amount that i'm on tiktok i see a lot of references to snapchat still so they're one and the same that these these kids are still using I'm going old school. I'm going VHS. Filming your strip club trips on a beta cam, uploading them to YouTube. You know, what my dad used to have. So, so he had like one of the first Walt was always ahead of his time. That's the crazy thing. He really was always with the latest technology. He had the one where you had to carry. Do you remember that? Yeah. The a beta giant cam. The, the beta cam, the giant beta cam, and then yeah. you had to carry it around on a strap on your shoulder. Yeah. Those, by the way, were like news quality uh, cameras until like, I don't know how long ago. Like news teams were still using beta. Really? Yeah. Because the thing with beta is it was way better uh, quality than VHS. Dude, my old man would always say that. And we would be embarrassed because he... Did not he didn't get VHS? Everybody had VHS, and he my dad always, was the same way. And he'd always say it's better quality. And we get yeah. embarrassed, like when friends would come over and they'd be like, "Wait, we're gonna watch a movie on beta." Yeah, it was way better quality, but things were less available. That you know, you couldn't rent it at a video store because VHS was cheaper, and beta was like Sony's thing, so they 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 had cornered the market. I didn't know that. I don't know, Prano. I, I just think at this point, James Harden, you ain't worth it for me personally. It's too much of a headache. Yeah, but at the same time, 
man, Miami's a tough out if they add James Harden. What is the ask for that is the question. What are we talking draft probably, picks? Probably draft picks. Probably a couple of those young, great players. Probably a Tyler Hero type. Um, you know, or a Duncan Robinson or, a, you know, I mean, obviously they just extended BAM, but probably some of their great young players and draft picks galore. But if you keep a couple of those great young players and you keep Jimmy Butler and you keep James Harden and you get James Harden, it's pretty tough. I think I saw Butler's dating Selena Gomez now. Like he's just upgrading his life. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge move. dude. It was Philly, Minnesota. Then he's in Miami with his own coffee company playing the NBA finals dating Selena Gomez. That's what I'm saying. Like you're dating a super uh, international superstar. Yeah. If it's true, that's a huge upgrade. Big if true. Big. <laughs> Where's that from? I don't know. Some more millennial jargon. Big if true. Really big if true. Have you put up any uh, Christmas decorations? I'm curious. We got, a, we got a little Christmas decoration going on. My girlfriend's into the Christmas decoration. She's got some stockings over the fire. She's got some lights. Uh, there is a fake tree that has just come out of a box from Amazon yet to be decorated. I might put up um, a second tree, Prano. Look two trees. Two trees? <laughs> well, I got the one my mom had for years, a giant fake one that I put up with yeah. my sister-in-law, and then I, I found another one. My mom has an entire, I mean, massive closet she had just full of Christmas stuff, like massive stuff. One thing I am very happy about is since you and I work for ourselves, Joe, mm-hmm. we don't have to attend any of these lame holiday Christmas parties. No, you won't be finding me on some office Zoom. No. <laughs> office Zoom holiday party. RIP holiday parties, guys. Luckily, now we can just- and Good riddance, honestly. We can spend more time with our friends with- our other friends while we drink Miller Lite, right? Friends of friends drinking Miller Lite together. Guys. I don't care what time of year it is, Andy. If you and your friends together drinking Miller Lite, it's a holiday party to me. That's right. Well, to give work holiday parties a proper send-off, Miller Lite is teaming up with visual artist Alex Preger for a full exhibit called Farewell Work Holiday Parties. Why? Because nothing says farewell to an old tradition like seeing it in a museum. Dirtballs, listeners, whoever you are out there, to celebrate all that extra time with all that extra Miller time with your real friends this season, whether it's virtual or not, and get great tasting, less filling Miller Lite delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So if you want to uh, find out where you get that Miller Lite, and I had some people coming over last week, so I did that. I just went on MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports, and I found that they had a great supply at the local Kroger's right by me, and I picked up a 12-pack. And my, bro- my, brother, my brother loves he – loved, he, he had two of them that night. He loves having a couple Miller Lights while he loses to me in Galaga on the uh, arcade game. It seems like a a good way to soothe your losses. It really is. If you're taking that L 
take the ITE with it. Yeah, you might as well. Um, you and I have been pretty adamant about basically we're boycotting or you've always boycotted. We're not doing the college sports thing. Yeah, I've been boycotting college sports for a while just for a number of reasons, mostly because I like to have Saturdays free. Um, and second of all, just uh, the sham that is NCAA, you know, yeah, everything. But obviously this year, them forcing it, um, forcing students to, you know, participate in sports while all this stuff is going on is taking an extra special step toward being assholes. Yeah, I agree. And, and obviously, I, I don't want to go down this because I'm not watching games. You're not watching games. And it's a sham. And if you want to keep watching games, cool. More power to you. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. But uh, I think I'm a man of principle. And my principle is uh, I don't agree with it. So I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be, you know. But I do want to bring up Coach K real quick. Because Coach K, you are not a man of principle. You are another person who just says a bunch of things and doesn't back it up. Put your money where your mouth is, Coach. Because I see your quotes, I see your comments, and you stand for nothing. And now tell me what he said and what, uh, what, what you're upset about. Coach K this week said, I would just like for the safety, the mental, and physical health of players and staff to assess where we're at. We're just playing through this, he goes on to say. People are saying the next six weeks are going to be the worst. To me, it's already pretty bad. On the other side of it, there are these vaccines that are coming out by the end of the month, blah, 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 blah. So he basically is saying. He doesn't think Duke should be playing basketball. Then don't play, coach. Well, I mean. Hold on. This is what I tweeted out. You're making $8.9 million this year. Give up your money. Back it up with your words. Because I'm so sick of these. It's pointless, Joe. You're just projecting. I mean, I think that they're, that's easier said than done because does Duke basketball not play because Mike Krzyzewski takes the year off? Or is everything that we know about these schools and the ACC and the, the NCAA, like, do they just go, well, I guess you're not getting your $9 million and I guess, you know, Jeff Capel or whoever, you know, Steve Wojciechowski is coaching Duke this year and life goes on. Uh, I could see that happening. So I think that maybe um, unless, unless, you know, Coach K, I, I would like to think that Coach K at least went to Duke and said, hey, I don't think we should be playing. I, th- I think we should take a year off from Duke basketball. Um, and they said, go fuck yourself. And then he said, okay, uh, I guess we're playing. The, I think that at the very least, if this is how he feels and he's going to say it, because if, if this is how he feels and he doesn't say it because he's going to be a company man and go whatever, okay, he's just buying into the sham that is, you know, college sports. But if you're going to say it, I think you've at least got to do something that goes along with it. Like say, hey, I get $9 million to coach Duke. I don't think we should be playing. That being said, a lot of guys come here specifically for one year to go on to the N- the the NBA and I'm not trying to ruin you know I it, it's been important to me to help 18 and 19 year olds like fulfill their destiny and you know achieve their dreams so I'm not going to ruin 
some of these guys' potential drafts and lives or whatever by skipping the year. But what I am going to do is I'm going to take half of my salary and I'm going to give it to frontline workers and blah, blah, blah. Because you certainly don't need all $9 million, coach. So I think that there's a middle ground that if you want to stand for what you're saying, show me something other than you saying, I just don't want to do it. Because, yeah, it's easy to say, peace, I'm going to take the year off that does have consequences and that doesn't necessarily mean Duke basketball goes, well, if coach ain't showing up, we're not showing up. Well, look, there certainly is a middle ground, but I, I I'm sick and tired of people saying stuff and not backing it up. Talk is cheap. No, but, but we see this everywhere. It, it's sports, politics, social media. I, I'm just so sick of, if you legitimately think there's a problem, then you don't have to coach whether Duke continues and then you're right. They probably would. They would probably continue with an assistant. But you can take a personal stand. If you really are that upset about social justice issues, don't play. Right. I, I, you know, I, I've said this all along, man, and I double, triple, quadruple down on it. Put your money where your mouth is. Now, granted, it's not that big of a deal, but I've said, you said, I don't like what's going on with college sports. We're not going to watch it, plain and simple. I've backed it up. Now, I'm not making $9 million. It's a little different. Right. But Coach K also has millions of dollars that he's already made. Right. That's why I'm saying if you want to say it, do something, anything to show what you're doing in, in help of that, in service of that. I don't think, again, I don't think he's going to say we are shutting down Duke basketball because it's obviously not his call to make, but – Show me something, coach, other than you have an opinion. Because you do have a lot of power. Because we're talking about it. You're the most important, probably, person in all of college basketball. Yeah. I mean, money runs us. It's sad. It, it is. Not to get too philosophical, but it is. Money runs our – I think that has shown through this entire pandemic in the United States of America. And I'm – a guy who is all for the free market and capitalism, but money runs us. It's sad. Nobody can do anything because of money or everything is things can't change in our society because of money. And if you look at the people that are, you know, that are doing perhaps what they think is best, um, then the people who lose money because of that come out of the woodwork and say, you're a socialist asshole. You shut this down because you want to control people. It's like, hey, I'm just trying to like help save lives. Well, you're killing my business. I'm just trying to help save lives. You're a monster. And we're going to storm your house with machine guns. Look, I think there's a middle ground on all this stuff. Like everything that's happening. And there's a middle ground to what you said as far as how Coach K could handle this, Prano. But, I, but it's, it, you know, look. I don't. I just don't understand. Like, I don't. It, it, Coach K is Gavin Newsom. You can shut everything down, but if you're the one going out to dinner, then you look like a real asshole. So talk your talk, but walk it your walk a little bit, Coach. No one's saying yeah. you have to burn down college basketball. Yeah. But walk your walk. So I'm going to coach because I'm going to give these kids the opportunity that they, that they, that every one of them in my history from Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill, Zion, Kyrie Irving, all these guys have made me who I am. And the next batch are the next ones that are going to do that. I'm going to give them their opportunity that they've all given me. 
but also I've made a lot of money in my career. So, you know, every single dollar I make at Duke this year is going to nurses PPE. And, and we don't, and I don't know, I want to say this, maybe he's taking a reduced salary this year. I, I could be wrong. So my apologies to coach K or any Duke fans were getting worked up. If I didn't do my research I love enough, Duke, I love Duke basketball. I love, I love it. <laughs> I don't think we should be playing, but I, I do love Duke. I love Duke. I mean, Prano, not to bring it back to me, but I'm going to bring it back to me real quick. Okay. I didn't even watch the Cincinnati Xavier basketball game. So that, proud of you, Andy. That is the big rivalry in this city for college basketball. One that I was like on the playgrounds as a kid. Where you spent most of your days. See what you're doing. I'm not going to fall for it. Not going to fall for it. As a playground or on the playground, you'd pick sides when you play football. You'd be like, even though the Xavier didn't have football, then you'd be like, I'm the Xavier. I'm the UC. I'm saying, like, this was in my head. Like, Xavier, UC. I didn't watch it the other day. My brother goes, Oh, Xavier, UC's game. I go, I'm not watching it. I refuse. I'm not supporting this travesty of a season. Instead, I went outside in the yard, and it was amazing. Big learning curve there for me, Joe Prano. I'll tell you what. Yard work? Oh, but like what fertilizer to put down for the winter, the grass seed, all this stuff. So much for me to learn. Thank God I have your brother who sends the most ridiculous text for the, for the yeah. record. All, all you have to do is mention it on the show. Now, like tomorrow after Mikey listens to this on the, his way to work, he's going to send you his fertilizer thing. It's like, you know, Andy shit in a bucket for a couple of weeks. Take that, mix that in with a couple of the things you get at Home Depot, dump that out. Yeah. Mikey's a farmhand at this point. Speaking of ridiculous people, I got to share the phone call I had with one of the Dirty Sports' favorite guests, Yoshi. Oh, yeah, please. Because Yoshi called me the other day. I was busy, didn't answer. He didn't leave a message. He didn't send a text. Just a random, like, 8.30 a.m. call from Yoshi. I was like, is this dude in jail? Is this dude in my hometown and wants to know if he can live with my mom for a week? Like what? Like it could be anything. Did he just run somebody over and he gave the cops my name? Like what's happening? So Yoshi's been calling me. He's been doing the same thing for like a month now. I'm a bad friend. He's called me easily five or six times in the last six weeks. Never leaves a voicemail, never leaves a text. So I just kind of got to the point of, you know, I don't know what's going on with Yoshi, whatever. So I called him back. First of all, Yoshi, there's a pandemic, which obviously everyone knows, including Yoshi, but Yoshi's doing the opposite of what everyone does. They say, stay at home, quarantine. Yoshi in 2020 has visited 38 of the 50 states in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a classic Yoshi. He's doing the exact opposite. Banzai! <laughs> Literally doing a kamikaze U.S. tour. If he dies, he dies. They're like, stay at home. And Yoshi's like, now's a good time to Yoshi's tour Yoshi's like, America. well, I don't have a home. So technically whatever state I'm in is my home. Yoshi's just touring the country and he's telling me all about it. <laughs> People are like, you should stay at home for the next four months. Russell Peter's like, yeah, about that, Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue, Joe, because this brings us to Russell Peters, actually. Okay. So the main thing Yoshi wanted to tell me, and I'm assuming that's why he called you, because it's dirty sports related. So Russell Peters 
recently bought a new house in Encino. And the house is on the exact property that Robert Kardashian used to own. Okay. So here's the kicker. When OJ was hiding, OJ Simpson was hiding from the cops, he hid at Robert Kardashian's house. Right. And I believe he left Robert Kardashian's house in the white Ford Bronco, correct? Could be. That sounds about right. So, so comedian Russell Peters, who's like boys with Yoshi, bought that house, but the house isn't there anymore. I guess it had been like anything else connected with OJ destroyed. Right. And they rebuilt the house. But it's the same property. Right. So Yoshi was calling us because he wants us to do a podcast where Robert Kardashian, the same plot of land, was holding OJ before the giant getaway. Okay. And Yoshi's like, I think Russell would be cool with it if we did a podcast. You know, I know because Yoshi knows my obsession with OJ. Yeah. And clearly Yoshi has an obsession too. So that's what Yoshi was calling about. He wants us to do a podcast not even in the same house, the same plot of land. And not at old Jay's old house and not at the murder scene and not on the freeway where he was with AC, but at the house he was at before the chase began. It's the most Yoshi thing ever. He's like, yeah, maybe OJ's ghost will appear. It's like OJ's still alive. Well, Robert Kardashian then. <laughs> so Yoshi. I don't think Yoshi under- knows how Zoom works either. Yeah. He's like, I'd love to come on the show next time you're in LA. And I'm thinking, you know, you could come on the show yeah. via Zoom. He's like, I'm living at truck stops, so there's not great Wi-Fi. <laughs> also, I've never owned a computer. Yeah. He's like, that- Do you think if I bought parts at a pilot truck stop that I could build my own computer? <laughs> Uh, Yoshi, you could go buy a computer. He's like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, Yoshi was talking about possibly visiting Ohio. And I love Yoshi. We both love Yoshi. But bro, you have been at 38 states in the middle of a pandemic. You're not getting near the house. He's like, I I would love him to zoom into the show too. And he's like, guys, I'm zooming in. And I want you to know I'm zooming in from a laptop that I bought at a... uh, uh, from a guy on Craigslist outside of Foxborough, Massachusetts. This laptop is the one that Aaron Hernandez used to have gay FaceTimes on. You're like, this is crazy, Yoshi. It's amazing. <laughs> That's literally his tour. Yeah. That's his United States This tour. is the laptop that Jared from Subway kept all his kitty porn on. You're like, all right, all right, Yoshi. If anybody doesn't understand what we're talking about, go to Yoshi's Instagram. All he's doing is visiting these weird spots. Yeah. So basically, everywhere somebody's got murdered. It's a very morbid guy. He's very morbid. But he's doing it. He's like, I went to where uh, George Floyd was murdered. I went to where Breonna Taylor. Like, I'm serious. I'm not even making a joke. He's visiting all these different spots. I went to this now defunct insane asylum in yeah. so-and-so. And I'm like, he does need a show though. Has somebody, oh, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like they've done those, right? On Netflix or Hulu yeah, or something? But Yoshi definitely needs one. 
where he visits these, you know, most people are like, Hey, I'm going to go. And you're like, what's the through line here? It's like Yoshi's weird brain. (laughs) (laughs) He's Airbnb being Lenny Dykstra's child at home. Uh, Yoshi always, where are you? I'm in Florida. I'm at a very special house. What, what house is this? So do you remember the bird Randy Johnson blew up with a baseball during spring training? The, the field guy, the maintenance guy who had to pick up that bird after uh, Randy Johnson blew it up. This is his former home. Okay, Yoshi. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. You want to get to the NFL and then we're going to do some do calls. It. We figured yeah, out yeah. how to do calls. So I, I have a bit of a time crunch here, but not, okay. not massive. So let's get to stepping. What's your heart out? I don't know. 1240. Okay. We can do that. Let's, let's bust through these. Let's bust it. All right, guys, let's get to week 14 NFL picks. And as always presented by our friends at game theory picks, my dudes who provides profitable sports betting advice at an affordable price. <clears throat> Excuse me. Subscription options include weekly, monthly, and yearly dirt balls sports returned at the end of July Game theory clients have profited in five straight months. A $50 per better is up $1,900 right now. All dirt balls and all listeners and anyone included. That's right. Can get this great deal for 20% off your first month at game theory game theory is making it easier than ever to join their team. Simply visit game theory and use promo code dirty to get 20% off your first month of game theory picks. So do that because when we go over these picks, they are really going to help and help you win some money and also make the correct uh, decisions before you place those bets. Guys, 30 bucks is a no brainer. Think about it this way. Uh, They keep talking about a $50 per play better. If you win one $50 bet that you wouldn't have without GTP picks, game theory picks, you will profit on that. $30 investment. All you got to do is win one in an entire month that you wouldn't have won without them. And I can assure you that they will help you do that. So the first game, I'm actually curious about tonight's game. The Rams, who looks pretty good against the Cardinals, are at home against the Patriots. They're four and a half point favorites. I believe so. The Patriots played. It's the same stadium, right? They played. Patriots have not left. I can tell you that for a fact because every time I drive by the, there's like a parking lot area of the airport where like uh, planes stay long term. The Patriots plane has been there all week. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to ask. So they have not it benefits left. them. Yeah, it absolutely benefits them. Um, I think the Rams are starting to find something. They certainly looked good in the last few weeks. Um, so you tell me the number here because this is going to be an interesting one. It's four and a half. Woo. It's tough. I want, I want to say it's going to be close because it's Thursday night. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the crazy thing, but the, but the Patriots have zigzagged so hard this year. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Rams. They have, but so has the Rams offense. That's true. That's true. So the Rams defense has been obviously steady all year and the Rams defense, the Patriots won 45 to nothing. Cam Newton threw for like 68 yards. I mean, it was ridiculous. 69. Nice. There it was. I'm going to go with the Patriots. 
Okay. I think it's a close game, but I just I don't trust Jared Goff against. I think Bill it's Belichick. a close game. I think it's a close game too, and uh, I, I'm I'm tempted to pick the Patriots, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. So right. Patriots seems obvious. All right, Texans Bears. Houston is a point favorite at Soldier Field. Wow. Who you got? I'm going to go Houston. I'm going to go Houston too. Another zigzag team. They have a crushing tough loss on a bad snap uh, fumble by Deshaun Watson last week. If they if they win that game, the whole AFC South is different. Um, zigzag team. I think they I think they come back from that even without receivers. The Bears' offense is just so bad. All right. The boys, them boys are coming to town. They're facing the Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium. Andy Dalton returns to the natty. The Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with your boy for a home. Like, I, think, I actually think the Red Rifle really cares. I think he really wants to show, show the Bengals something. To honor this game, I'm actually going to be doing a live YouTube from his house, which I know he sold in an area called Hyde Park. I'm going to bring Yoshi in on that so that we can commemorate uh, Andy Dalton. We are going to have to do a live Zoom call at some point soon. I don't know how we would do this. Go live on YouTube while Zooming, while watching a game. We're going to have to try this. Well, I mean, Maybe point a third camera on our Zoom at the game we're calling. Is that, is that legal? That's 100% illegal. Okay. What if I filter it through uh, something? What we would do is we just do it like we do now, and then we'd have yeah. to be watching the game. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I agree with you. I think Andy Dalton cares a lot because let's not forget, in case anybody didn't know, the Bengals did not trade him when they could have traded him. They were purposely a dick to Andy Dalton, and – they hurt his options for moving to a different team quicker than he could have last year. So he's going to hold that against them. All right. Chiefs Dolphins in Miami. Chiefs are seven point favorites. The Dolphins have a good defense, Joe. Dolphins have a really good defense. Dolphins at home. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Dolphins simply because the, I've been burned too many times on the Chiefs uh, not blowing teams out. And I just think that this could be close I think the Chiefs win, um, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. All right. I'll go with the Chiefs to be a contrarian. Cardinals-Giants at MetLife Stadium. The Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is it the Colt McCoy show still? Uh, I think it's still up in the air. Um, that being said, I'm going to go with the Giants. Uh, if, if we get a Daniel Jones start, um, great. Uh, I I love the Giants if they get a Jan- Daniel Jones start, and if they don't, I still like a low scoring game. And I, I I think the game plan is very similar to the strategy against Seattle. Are the Cardinals going to lose four in a row? Because if they win, I think they're going to win by three. I'll go Cardinals. Okay. All right, Vikings Bucks in Tampa. Tampa six and a half point favorites. Six and a half is too big. I'll take the Vikings. I think the Bucs win, though. Yeah, I agree. All right, Broncos, Panthers. Carolina's a three-point favorite. It's in Charlotte. Two, four, and eight teams. We go with the Broncos. 
All right, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Panthers Titan- are so weird. Like they are. In a, in a way, it's like I've almost forgotten the Panthers exist. Yeah. I guess they were off. They were they had a bye last week, right? Them and the Bucks. So they're back. Oh, yeah, I'll take Denver. Denver played that that Kansas City team tough. Get Drew Lock back. Let's go Denver. I bet that game. Titans Jags in Jacksonville. Titans are seven and a half point favorites. I'm going to go Jacksonville. I think they're going to keep that closer than seven and a half. I'm going to go Titans. Titans zigzag for sure. Uh, and obviously huge letdown game last week. They've got to pummel a division opponent that isn't good. And I think they do. All right. Yeah. Raiders are at home. They're at home in the Vegas, baby. Vegas, Death, Death Star, as they call it. They're three-point underdogs against the Colts. I am going to go Raiders win and cover. Wow, I think the Raiders have fallen off. I'm going to go the Colts. I think I think I think that might be it for my Raiders this year. Huge line. This next line: Jets are 13 and a half point dogs against the Seahawks. Who Russ has not been cooking. Ru- Russ went. Russ went from making uh, filet mignon to Basically, pizza, college to- Tostino's pizza rolls. College quesadillas, which you just yeah. throw a flour thing and cheese, and you put it on the skillet. Yeah, thirteen and a half is a lot, dude. I'm going with here's this that's is, a lot. It's too much for me. I'm gonna go see. Or I'm gonna go Jets. This is confidence in your boy and shade simultaneously. Russ will do what Russ does. Russ will feast against a bad team after looking suspect against just a mediocre team. Um, and, and everybody will be like, ah, oh, Russ is one of the goats. It's like, cause he beat the fucking jets. Uh, I think, I think the Seahawks blow out the jets. No, I, I don't go just jets. enjoy the stacks of money betting against the jets. All right. Packers lions in Detroit, the Packers seven and a half point favorites. Big spread. I'm going with the Lions. I like the Lions to keep it close. Uh, Packers have had a couple of easy ones lately. I think the Packers are the significantly better team. I think that the Lions are going to get a, you know, uh, no Matt Patricia bump, but not enough to win. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go Packers. Okay. All right. Saints-Eagles in Philly. Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm not sure if Drew Brees is playing yet. By the way, for, as far as our picks go, can can uh, can our boy who runs the Reddit can you guys can you start posting the lines with our picks in there so we can have a running tally of it's week how, fourteen, dude. Are you serious? Not a running tally. I mean, I just like to be able to check what we picked on the show. I like to I like to check on myself on Sundays. We got a lot of Reddit users these days. Somebody just start putting it up. And also, by the way, we can we got to start somewhere. Start now. Going to the playoffs. We go into the next year. It's a nice place for it to be kept. All right. Now that now that we don't have an intern writing it down anymore. Yeah. Saints Eagles, six and a half point Saints favorites. It's gonna be a Jalen Hurts show now that Carson Wentz has been benched. Not sure if it's Taysom Hill or Drew Brees. I think it's Taysom Hill still. I'm waiting for you. You were you're on you were ready. You 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 previewed this pick. The Saints defense is just too good, man. They're not giving many points. I don't think they're giving many points to. You previewed this pick as a you were going to pick the Eagles to win the game. You're not even going to pick them to cover. When did I say that? 
literally last episode, you're like, early thing. It's going to be crazy. Pick the Eagles to win. Man, little tease. Done, I have done a 180 in three days. Okay. You want me to go with my initial or my thoughts now? Uh, whatever you want. I don't care. I just was like, I thought you were ready. I thought you had this thing cooking. So this All is right. Let's go. Preheated the oven. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's do it. I'm going to take uh, the Saints because I, I like that Jalen Hurts coming in not playing all that well, and Eagles fans being like, gee, it wasn't Carson Wentz at all. Even though most Eagle fans like just don't know what to do. I love I love when a fan base is set like just like all over the place on what the problem is. Some people are Wentz stands, some people are Peterson stands. I mean obviously they have a lot of injuries and a lot of issues, but I love I love seeing I love seeing a, a franchise in disarray, especially when it's the Eagles. A fan base in disarray. All right. Falcons, Chargers in Inglewood. Atlanta's two and a half point favorites. Wow. Have the Chargers have fallen. They're not even favorites at home against the Falcons. I like it. I like the Atlanta. Atlanta does okay traveling east to west. They're playing inside. They're playing against the Chargers team coming off of terrible loss. And it's not that big a spread. I'll take the Falcons to win. I'll go Chargers. All right. Washington coming off a huge win against the Steelers. They're three-point dogs against the Niners in Arizona. Two five and seven teams. I love this game for the Niners. I'm going to take the Niners. I'm going to go Washington. All right, Steelers-Bills. This is Sunday night football. Steelers are two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road wow. in Orchard Park. Wow. The Steelers potentially losing two in a row. They're dogs. I think they I like do. it. I like it. I'm going with the I'm going with the uh, Bills. And by the way, if they do, and can't say, can you imagine? I mean, the Steelers in two weeks go from undefeated to not the one seed. Yeah, I think the Bills win. I like Josh Allen. I like the way he's playing. And this brings us to Monday Night Football. The oh, Ravens plus some football. The Ravens and Browns and Cleveland. Cleveland, only a couple games back. And it should the Steelers lose, obviously they'll know ahead of time, a win here would put them just a game back. Now, this is the game for the Browns. The Browns got waxed by the Ravens week one, and that was a long time ago. But they've still been dominated by both the Ravens and the Steelers. Is this the come-out game for the Browns in that division? They need this win to say, hey, we're legit. What's the spread? Cleveland's a two, I'm sorry, Baltimore's a two and a half favorite. So Vegas Ooh, is, Vegas wow. has no wow. I was so ready to pick no faith. Baltimore. Uh and I'm going to. I'm gonna take Baltimore. I just I think the Browns are good and I think the Browns whatever, but I just don't think the Browns are like real off nine yeah. straight wins good. Normally I'm a Cleveland Browns hater. I'm gonna go. Not only am I going to be picking the Browns, I'm going to root for the Browns in this game. Wow. Browns winning cover. Nice. I'm going to say this, too. I like it. I like it. I'm going to say this real quick. The Cleveland Browns, I know we talked about the Texans because of how they run the ball and why they're a threat to the Titans. I think Cleveland's in that same wheelhouse. Now, I don't trust Baker Mayfield as much as I trust Ryan Tannehill, of course. But if Cleveland – Which is just a wild thing to say at this point, right? It is wild. Ryan Tannehill is the poster child for how you can turn your life around. <laughs> I mean, he is. 
Like get if out of Miami, get away from the strip clubs. Like if you're shooting up heroin right now outside of Mildred Avenue, shout out to my old residence, and you think you can't turn it around. Look at what Ryan Tannehill did. I'm just saying. From wide receiver to bust to game manager. But he plays well when he needs to. Yeah. He really does. I think Cleveland, if Baker Mayfield improves, they're kind of a mini Tennessee, and they just wax Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. So stupid. So ridiculous. Hey, let me ask you this before we do calls real quick. Yeah. MVP right now. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I'll start off by saying I would like to see, because their stats are so similar, I would like to see Rodgers get it because he's older. It's his 15th year. It'd be nice. It's more of a sentimental thing for me. One last MVP. Rodgers is going to have an opportunity. I'm sorry. Mahomes is going to have an opportunity every year he plays. That's my take. I'd vote Rodgers if I could vote. Uh, I'd vote Rodgers too on the basis of most valuable player. Who do you think loses more games with their quarterback going down? That's a good point. I'm going to go with the Packers and Rodgers. That and that's credit to Andy Reid, too. Yeah, I think it, I absolutely think it is. And um, it's a credit to the talent of the Chiefs. It's a credit to their backup quarterback. It's a credit. Like, they've, they've survived. They survived last year. They won the Super Bowl last year. Patrick Holmes went down. That's the first time, you know, with, with I believe it was the Peyton Manning Broncos season. And then the Wentz Foles, and then last year, for a long time until very recently, you, your quarterback goes down, you're not winning the Super Bowl. Not for one game. And that's turned, so obviously, you know, things are shifting in the NFL, but I think if Rodgers goes down, this Packers team is cooked. That being said, I think Patrick Mahomes is having a better season. But also, also flip-flop. Swap them. Yeah. Give, give, Rodgers, give Rodgers that team. Are they, they have one loss. They have no losses. What, how many losses does Mahomes have if he's got, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers weapons? So I'm going on the value to their current squad alone, even though I think Patrick Mahomes is having a better season, I would go Rodgers. And I don't, and I think Patrick Mahomes wins it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, both deserving. All right. You want to do some dirt ball calls? Let's do it. I love dirt ball calls. I love dirt balls and I love their calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Go back, Joey. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. All right, real quick. The hotline is 310-359-8365. We'll start off with Kyle Aronofsky. I was trying to get to this one in the last episode. Yeah, you were. What's going on, boys? Tyler Nowski calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Listen to the latest podcast, and Andy nailed the word familiarity. So I went back looking for the clip on Twitter to see if it was on there where he just couldn't nail it for like 12 straight times. Fucking hilarious. And I couldn't find it, but in my search, you know, using the bar and typing keywords, I found some 2013 Ruther tweets that are just so bad it's just hostile 
One, I won't say the, the whole thing, just so you don't get canceled. The one had to do with frozen yogurt and using the term froyo and enjoying semen on your face. And there was a hashtag of a word that you, you can't say it anymore. Um, and now on the podcast, Ruther is just so, like, you know, laid back and doesn't, you know, doesn't get too upset when people disagree with him or like other things. And he's almost the one who's reeling Prano in. I'm talking to you guys as if you're not them, but you know what I mean. But now Prano's the one who, like, gets angry and yells at people on Twitter. And Andy's the one like, oh, why do you care? You shouldn't even deal with them. Just a really funny observation of how, I mean, I don't Joe is just so, you're so unapologetically yourself. And Andy has evolved in so many ways to actually now be, like, a normal, level-headed, however old you are. 37, 40, I don't know. But uh, nothing but love for you, boys. Thanks for everything. Sorry this is over, but I thought that was funny. Condoms are for uh, cops. I like that one. All right. Uh, what, what, what say you, Mr. Prano? Well, first of all, uh, you know, the, I think from the, a tweeting standpoint in terms of your Twitter history, uh, every, you know, comedy, the, the evolution of comedy is, you know, I think gives the non, non-cancel culture psychos uh, a free pass to anybody who's trying to create stuff on, on Twitter or on, in comedy in general. I can't even imagine going back to watch my old stand-up. Oh. Uh, so, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that there was, uh, in terms of the evolution of us, I mean, shout out to the power of the, uh, uh, what was it? The, you laying in a pool, listening to whatever, shout out to the, the sound baths, sensory uh, deprivation, sen- sensory deprivation and, and all of, you know, and listening to a lot of Rogan. Uh, so you got that going for you, but I think that there was a, I think there was a, certainly a flip where you were on one side of me and then you've, you've gone through some personal growth and gone to the other side of me. And uh, I, I agree with Colin Arnowski. I'm, I'm very, uh, very happy to be who I am, and um, I'll be right here if you guys need me. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, there's definitely the unapologetic Joe Prano. Uh, I think that, you know, that's part of your charm, even though I'm like, hey, man, chill out a little, you know? I, but that's, that's you. Yeah. It's also I mean, part, it's, it's you, part of like a, it, you it's still Joey, no chill me into the episode. Yeah. So it's, you, know, it's, you gotta, you gotta it's give why, the people what they want. It's, it's, it's why I like you. It's why I like Bill Burr. You know, it's, it's unapologetic. It's your, your volume just raised. I don't know if you're yelling at me or if you just, Oh, your volume just went up. Did it? Yeah. It's, it's still up. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know if that has to do with the calls or whatever, but. Okay. Um, well, what I was saying is, you know, that's part of who you are and uh, that's part of our dynamic. And I think it makes it even more interesting now that I have mellowed out a lot and, you know, it's a lot of things. It's not just the sensory deprivation. I, I've definitely got more into. I also think that there's a, there's, you know, your, I think your uh, podcast, uh, you know, character and your twitter character and whatever it's all evolved where you're being whatever whereas like you know i think anybody that hangs out with me would 
think that the phrase no chill if they were if you were hanging out with me would seem very strange yeah you're the most uh, chill guy ever right but you know come on you, you know you, this is this is the outlet i got a bunch of people yelling their terrible sports opinions at me on twitter and i'll uh you know do twitter battle with them and then i'll come on here and i'll scream about them you go to therapy this is my therapy yeah and 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 obviously i'm not you, you, you know when we would go out we'd go on a costco run you'd yell at 15 pedestrians on the way i would just sit there and laugh at you yeah it's and true. i'm like i'm no chill yeah i i got road rage issues i well obviously the year like it's funny because the year i've had it just changes you too i was already headed down that path but it, when you it deal with changes exactly and you've dealt with it too. When you deal with life and death and, and the serious stuff, and it's it's like it's just life's short, man. And and like I dealt with so much serious shit and going to the hospital and COVID stuff. It's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out at other like it doesn't mean I still won't get mad. Right. But I mean I've I've gotten to the point gives now. Gives you perspective. Hundred percent gives you perspective. It's it's gonna make me a better person. I mean, I sat the third graders down yesterday at basketball practice to start practice. I had them all sit in a circle, and I passed around to Santa, and they had to say what they liked most about the first game. And I'm I'm full Jack I'm full Phil Jackson now. And my my buddy, who's the head coach, is like, I can see him looking like, what the hell is Ruth doing? And I'm like, I just want to remind them that this is supposed to be fun. And I think they were thinking too much during this, last. This game. is some this is some West LA girl shit. Where like, while we're all here at dinner. For Karen's birthday, let's all go around in a circle and say our favorite things about Karen. And I was like, uh, I'm excited Karen's picking up the bill tonight. So uh, go, Karen. You, you want to hear this? It's pretty funny. So, so I tell the kids because I, I could tell they were thinking too much during our first game. And that was my point is I want them to say one thing that they found the most fun from the first game. And I said, guys, it could be anything. It could be that we won the game. It could be you enjoyed getting rebounds, the layup line, whatever it is, anything that was involved in the game. I can't make this up, Prano. One of the kids on my team, his favorite part of the first game was his pregame meal of three cheese conies. So Cincinnati. The most Cincinnati shit ever. All right, I'm just get picturing the fat kid from Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's, it wasn't. Kid's not fat at all, actually. But yeah, that's so funny. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to another call. This is from CT. This is to follow up from some of the stuff we discussed in the last. Uh, it's from the last few weeks that we discussed. Like it. CT formerly from Seattle here, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. Uh, I do have a question, but uh, thought I might weigh in on the uh, great debate of 2020. There's some serious issues that need to be addressed. Number one, Mandalorian, great show. Baby Yoda, number one guy, love that guy. I'd vote for him. Mando, pretty badass. I don't know what else you need from a show. I mean, it's television. It's not like a movie, and it's kind of low stakes, so it makes it a little bit more fun. They can kind of um, do different things, which I like. Uh, number two, creamy casserole, delicious. My wife made a great one for Thanksgiving. Ate it while I drank a nice, cool Miller Lite. Great combination. And number three, Subway is disgusting. <laughs> why would you subject yourself to a gross sandwich from Subway? It is 
by far the nastiest um, fast food restaurant out there. And that guy who drove across the country with his wife and they only ate Subway sandwiches, you deserve to be in federal prison. That's <laughs> a crime against humanity. Have you not watched the episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Yeah. My guy Guy Fietti recommending great local places to go and to eat delicious food, local fares. But no, you're going to go get a fucking six-inch tuna sandwich from Subway? Go to jail. <laughs> um, that's what I got for the debates. But uh, my serious question is, um, with the trade for Russell Westbrook and John Wall, both guys can be described as you know great players. John Wall's been hurt the last couple of years. Uh, and I don't necessarily enjoy Russell Westbrook's uh, basketball playing, but you know he may be going down as one of the greatest players ever to win a ring. Uh, who do you guys think greatest NBA players never to win a ring? You got to go with like Charles Barkley, um, Patrick Ewing, Westbrook if he doesn't get one. I'd like to hear you guys' takes. Peace out, go Coons, stay dirty. I'm sure there's people I'll forget, but uh, let's start with this other stuff. Like you know, uh, as far as green bean casserole goes, I think uh, you know you wash anything down with a Miller Light, it's going to seem great. So you might you might have to do that one with a without the help of a miller light because oh, that's a i mean you should be in federal prison <laughs> yeah we, we, we don't agree on that uh, um greatest players tonight yeah i mean i think barkley and ewing are are two of the first ones to come to mind carl um, malone carl malone stockton as well um i mean nash is a two-time mvp um who else is up there that that is ringless? Um, I mean, I mean, if we're talking about Westbrook, Harden also still sure one. Um, so you got those guys. I'm thinking, trying to think of the modern era. Not that he was an all-time great, but he played for so many different teams. And he never got a chip. Vince Carter. Yeah, he's. I mean, the idea that yeah, he got passed around so much, and none of those teams were championship teams. And Vince Carter, he's up there with, you know, in a lot of all-time stats, certainly great. I mean, almost inarguably the greatest dunker ever. Can I go back to what he said uh, about the subway and, and his sure. recommendation? And this is what I've learned from you during our trips. And you, you do what CT said, and I think it's so smart, is you just Google drivers, dine-ins, and uh, what's, what's it called? Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. And, you, and, and, and speaking of the Mikey Prano text, like half the time, if Mikey knows where we're going somewhere, he's like, Hey, you guys are here. You're in San Jose. You got to go to burrito Zilla. You got to go to burrito Villa and get the burrito Zilla. And I'm like, okay, it's a, and then he'll be like, it's a 10 pound burrito. It costs $200. I'm like, maybe I'll just try the regular burritos. I will say Joe, and we've done a lot of road trips together. That technique in my opinion, is 100% effective. Yeah. It's, it's never that, failed. Remember that breakfast spot we ate at in Arizona? Phoenix? Yeah. Oh. So good. The biscuits. All, we ended up buying hot sauce. All the spots. Yeah, I ended up buying my old man hot sauce. All the spots have been great. And, 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 and that's what the thing I want to harp on because, you know, you can disagree on Mandalorian or green bean casserole, whatever. We all have our own opinions. Guys, if you're doing a road trip, and I just did one, and, and my brother and I did the same thing, we found some great local spots. I mean, in the stories, like we found this place called Black Bear in the middle of Utah. The characters we saw in there, 
along with the food. You know what I'm saying? Like that's part of the story. And honestly, for the for the majority of cities, not big cities, but like the majority of like sort of just like metropolitan areas. If it's a city, if it's Denver, if it's Boise, if it's whatever, there's likely a place there that's known for whatever you're craving. So like I'm, I'll also do like Boise, Idaho waffles just because I'm feeling like I want to have waffles for breakfast. Who here is known for making waffles and they'll send you some place and it's going to be dope. Yeah. Like I understand sometimes there's budgetary constraints, but man, if you're like, you're just getting off the highway and getting something, getting back on. But if you're in a city or you're in a town, Google that town. Exactly. What comes up. Like if you're in this hellhole town that has nothing, at least try these ribs. And you're like, okay. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, like we were in what part of Colorado was it? I forget where it was, but it wasn't one of the main cities. And this, and my brother and I did that same thing. We pulled off the exit and I said, let me drive for a minute. And we found this random barbecue spot and it was so good. And I thought, you know, we could have done the McDonald's, but why not sit down, enjoy a meal? Yeah. All right. We got one last call. All right. Let's do it. Hey boys, Andrew, Kansas Dirtball here. Um, the other day I was driving to McDonald's with my girlfriend and I saw, you know, a decently long drive through line and said, fuck this. I'm going to pull into the parking lot and park. So I'm going to go to the drive through And at that moment I realized that this is exactly what my dad did growing up. And there's that little piece of me becoming my dad. Now I'm different from my dad in a lot of ways. But my question for you guys is, what are some moments you, you have like in your daily lives where you do something small and you're like, damn, that's exactly how my dad was. For me, the other day, I was going through a you know, simple drive through line and then parking and going inside to order because I said, fuck the drive through line, and my dad hated drive through lines. Just thought that was kind of funny. Also, I was thinking maybe you know, when this pandemic's over, we could have a, a post-pandemic dirt ball get-together at uh, a house that won't build. Uh, anyway, let me know what you think, guys. Uh, stay dirty. So this is a great question, and I have, I have two that stand out to me. One is... Uh, a my dad thing that's also, I think, a lot of dad thing. And then one's like a very Lou Prano specific thing. Uh, the first one, and my whole family has been group chat, group texting about this recently and sending us, sending each other pictures of when we do this. My dad loved to like make ha like a half-assed meal for himself, like a snack and eat it over the sink. Like, just like eat a sandwich over the sink. Like, ah, uh, I'm not going to put this bread on a plate. Then I got to clean the plate. I'm just going to smash this sandwich over a sink real quick. You want to hear something? Yeah. Walt did the exact same thing. That's what I was saying. I think that's a dad thing. A dad, like mom, the idea of a mom not putting something on a plate with like a napkin next to it. Is really, but like a dad's like, I'm just having some bread. I got to Now I got to have, you know, cutlery with it. Just gonna smash some crusty bread over a sink and then whatever. So my whole family's been sending that. The other one that always makes me think of my dad, um, and it's very specific and like I'll travel with it. There's always one in my backpack if I'm on the road. I like I can't go with one piece of lint on my shirt, break out that lint roller. Like my my dad would lint roll his shit before he went to the gas station. Like he is not going out with lint or hair or dandruff or anything on his thing. So a little lint roller. I have five lint rollers in the closet here. There's always one in my backpack when I travel. And like, 
I take pride in, I'm like, man, if my dad thought I was going to go out with some lint on me, he'd kill me. So we're going to, we're going to lint roll this shirt. Well, yeah, I've seen you in action, man. You don't mess around. Yeah. Especially like dog hair, like all that, anything like that. They ain't, it ain't, it ain't happening. I will lint roll for days. I definitely do the, the Walt stare. You know, I did that in Venice staring yeah. out my window. I, and I've, I've caught, I, I do it here. Like I do it all the time. I'm always looking. That's something I do. Uh, definitely like my dad. But what I've realized is, you know, I lived with my dad for three months this summer. He was so cheap about running the dishwasher. Like he made sure that thing was filled to the brim and he never let me run it once. He said, no, I'm running it. Don't run it. But I've caught myself now. I haven't had a dishwasher for 10 years. So my brothers have been busting my balls because I don't, I don't run it. I don't even fill it up. They go, dude, you wash the dishes so good. And then you, and I just, basically that's a placeholder, right? So I'll have one plate, I'll wash it good. I'll put it in the dishwasher and then just keep reusing it. So I'm using the dishwasher like maybe people come over like once every 10 days. And that's like Hilarious. such a dad thing. Like I'm just yeah. following my dad's lead of like, well, save water, you know? I'm, I'm the same way of like, dishwasher like the dishwasher has to be full for me but 100%. They, they say on a, on a water conversation conversation thing it's better to wash use your dishwasher than wash dishes by hand like it saves a lot more water oh they do yeah so really what you want to do is the quickest rinse you possibly can to get off any big stuff then put it in the dishwasher and do a whole load wait till it gets completely full yeah, I mean, obviously that's going to save you water than doing a half a load, but like washing your dishes by hand is way more water than washing it with a dishwasher. If you're doing like a proper wash by hand, like if you're making effort. Yeah. I found myself the other day, I didn't, and I didn't do this on purpose. My storage is at a U-Haul, which is near a Jersey Mike's. And I realized it's the third time I had gone at Jersey Mike's. It's the one me and Walt would always go to. I walk in, no lie, and the kid goes, it's all, it's all high school kids who work there. Kid goes, is it going to be the usual? And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. You're, you're the norm. Andy! Like, they know, they know that I get If my the- wife calls, I'm not here. <laughs> a bunch of high school kids at Jersey Mike's know my order. It's going to be bad when you start knowing them. You're like, what's up, Dylan? Just the, uh, just a big kahuna for me. <laughs> I thought Walt's looking at me just cracking up. Cause that's how my dad was at Sam's club. Yeah. They would know he would walk in and be like, what's up? I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. When like, I see, when I see snow, I always think that's my dad eating some crusty bread in heaven <laughs> <laughs> over the sink of the world. I do that sometimes though. Yeah, you got it. That's a dad move. Or or do you do, you know, Walt would do the the cutting board where he'd he'd make the sandwich, like the cutting board was already out. Yeah. He'd cut the sandwich on the cutting board and then just eat it over the cutting board on the counter. Yeah. That's another one he would do. Classic. Classic. Guys, love the calls. Great calls today. 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. I am sending out koozies today. So if you have a koozie or if you left a review I need an Instagram or Twitter handle so I can contact you. If you don't have an Instagram or Twitter handle, I got no way to reach you guys. So make sure you do that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the dirty sports, me and Andy Ruther. And that is it from my end.
you guys know where to find me on all the social media. Subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube so you can get alerts when we go live. And uh, go Giants. Let's get five in a row. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>